0: Gonna start with a story because I think it's fun to give context of like just psychology and where people are and things like that. So I am OCD, probably okay. clinically, and to a fault. Like I check doors and locks three times. If I see something, I walk. oh, I've I, seen you do that at the house. Yeah. Lock the do. door. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'll do like, you know, I'll check it three times and I'll go back and check it. then I lock it? I'm O C D to the point where Probably, you know, like probably should be medicated, but I'm not. And that is, and I always said that is a blessing and a curse. So I'm going to share a screen with you and something you know that I have, but it's just going to be a funny kind of, um, it's going to be a funny example of something that I did. So this is a car I bought. And if you're watching, I remember it, right. You know it, right. It's doing that funny thing when you split the screen, by the way. Uh, yeah. You know what? It's, it's, um, it's okay. It can see, I can see it though. You can see it, but let me, let me do this. All right. So this is the a car that I bought Um, and it's highly impractical, but I saw it Craig years ago and I was like, man, that's a really interesting car. i want I want one. And I unfortunately obsess about things until I get them. Okay. Okay. Um, So here it is. Right. I had it built, I I labored over it and it's (laughs) ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, it's just just, made compensating for something. Uh, well, look at
1: look at what I drive. But listen, uh, I I when when you showed me that car, I mean, you're so excited about it. I'm like, this is amazing. But let me just be honest with you right now, there's no fucking way I'd ever drive that car. FYI. And I know you love it, but I don't want to take the wind out of your story. No, it's, so keep fine. Going. it's fun. Okay, it's I just it, like, had to say my that. kids
0: love it, like it's fun. It's not my daily drive. Oh, it's amazing. It's okay? a Tonka truck. So all every time I drive it, invariably someone comes up and says, Holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> I, I want to buy this car maybe not every time but like right but is a it lot. for sale and my response is everything's for sale right like everything is for sale I mean I, I'm not I an idiot to not thing. entertain the offer so as you know I'm, I'm going to remove this off the screen now Craig are you liking that by the way just to close that chapter do you love that that car, that truck, whatever you call it. I, I like it. Look, it scratched the itch. And I think life it, for me, if I hadn't scratched the itch and been ridiculous, I'm not going to get hurt on that car one yeah. day. I oh, will you
1: definitely it. won't get hurt on it.
0: No. Right. It went, it's ridiculous. And it'll be a story and my kids will remember it. And and. But I scratch the itch. And sometimes I have to do that in life. Right. My, sure. my parents say that I had these campaigns in life. And I would, you know, if I wanted a dog, like I was obsessive until I got a dog. And I'm so the I same t- way, by the
1: way. So I don't know if that's your O C D part, but I'm relentless when I want something. And I can't get out of my head and I
0: do deep dives on everything. Like yeah, I just watch walk- like chick autonomy driver. Yeah, that's that red dot head. on our on our on our on our profile. <clears throat> you know, it's an unhealthy obsession. So as you know, like so you mentioned actually on the podcast yesterday that I'm in YPO. Yep. and ypo is is called young president's organization if any of you have heard of eo it's the it's the evolution of after eo after you've gotten to a critical mass of either revenues or employees or whatever so it's a lot of people who have large businesses mm-hmm. and i just attended and part of your YPO membership they give you some tuition free and so i just got back maybe this or late this summer maybe it was august i think and i was in dallas for a three-day workshop on mergers and acquisis- acquisitions Mainly, Craig, because I felt like I didn't, I wasn't educated enough on the processes that is is going on in our industry a lot, and when I mean and and usually mergers and acquisitions are investment bankers, um, and private equity, right? That's that's yep. what that's what that this conference was about, and I say, what better way to learn than to kind of go into the lion's den, so to speak because like many people listening on this call you and i get hit up on a random on a basis and sometimes very legitimately from private equity and sometimes we have entertained those conversations just because back to the car example right like hey is it for sale well duh everything's for sale at some at some point there is you know you offer a billion dollars for something right just to be dramatic it's for sale so you know, I know that people get kind of leery when it's like, "Well, you're selling your practice." No, I'm not selling the practice. I'm not selling the practice. I love my practice. I love my practice. I love my team, love 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 the culture just like you do. But we have had conversations, right? Almost to educate and understand to, I would say as as a as a primary driver. So, anyway, I have had conversations with people who are legit, Craig, and where where I'm going with this, and there's going to be a battle cry at the end at, at, pretty soon in this in this message. So, don't tune out yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I, want yeah, and I, too, I just right. want to add on that, Peter, uh, sorry to interrupt your monologue, but um,
1: this is the most important podcast I think we've ever done. And I, I just do, really, do I, remember, just, I want, I want uh, people that are hearing this is this, you know, sometimes we just kind of go on rants and just talk about various, uh, various things, but this is a, an, an, a call to our industry, actually,
0: is what remember, this really is think, I, to be. I, I, I think you're going to remember this. I remember when we were having a Q&A at the end of not this past summit, but the one before I think this was in, in Texas. And someone asked like, what do you, what, what keeps you up at night? They're asked both of us, like, what keeps you up at night and what bothers you most? And like, what are you going to be focused on? I, I don't recall it, but yeah, okay. no, I don't, I don't recall. Actually, I think your answer I have the, the reporting Russian. of it because I think it was important. Um, and it was basically this, like saving our industry from, from some of the parasitic. Yes, I, I do remember it. this now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was and it was something I'm obsessed with. And right, and you and I went through permutations even back in two thousand seventeen when blockchain, you know, we were we were trying to look at like how do we how do we tokenize dental practices so that all the dentists can win? And why is private equity w- winning and blah blah blah. I mean, we've gone through hundreds, not hundreds, we've gone through permutations of being obsessed with well, hundreds of
1: hours we, and m- meeting with people my hours. buddy my buddy Morton and flying up to Atlanta and and Josh was involved
0: with different yeah. people and no, then yeah. Tim and yeah. So it's been on the radar. And so, well, let's um, just kind of unpack why, why does this leave you or me sleepless? Like, like, let's, let's, let's just talk about, well, let the me why. get, can I give some more stories please? just yeah, be- before? So, yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm um, like, when a private equity, a legit private equity calls or, or makes an LOI and an L and I'll start defining some of these terms. Cause I know if you're listening, you may not know what some of these terms are. LOI is a letter of intent right? So it's an intent for someone to give you cash or give you a terms of a deal or a term sheet, a term sheet basically says the cash, here's how you get it. Here's the timeline, all these things. So again, in order to learn more, you have to get repetitions. So, so I always take the call if it's legit and, and mainly to learn from the other side of the table. So I've gone down this road um, multiple times. As have I. Yeah. Yeah. And in, and in the end, Craig, some, and sometimes you get romantic about some of the money or the things that are thrown out. But in the end, they all are bullshit offers. What I mean by that. (laughs) Well, the ones you, the ones we've seen, I'm sure. But like, we've probably seen some of the criminal crop given, given that the, the scale of our ecosystems, the jointness, the, the, the influence, all these. Yeah. Listen, my buddy, John always says he's never
1: seen a business plan or an LOI he didn't like. You know, the LOI is pretty
0: cool. And but here's what and this happened just even right? recently. It's a bullshit offer with quote unquote something called an enterprise value. So here's where they're gonna get you. Hey, doc, we're valuing your practice at thirty million dollars. But guess what? We're only gonna give you fifty percent of that in cash. And the other is gonna be in this new co stock that we have. Some of it will be preferred shares. Preferred shares are basically just bonds, Craig. Right. It's just an interest and in raring stock. It's not stock in the common hold co. Some will be in common. But guess what? All of your shares, they're gonna be subordinate to us. Meaning our I wanna so I just be- w- I wanna back you up just one layer here. Okay. Because
1: you, you've gone down to another an, another more granular granular okay. level. And I think what needs to be said is like the business of PE. Remember what I texted you this morning as a Patrick but David thing. Patrick mm-hmm. David on his Instagram said, "Short-term thinkers are a dime a dozen." It's just coincidence, by the way. He posted this this morning. He wrote, "Short-term thinkers are a dime a dozen. Long-term thinkers are extremely rare. History books favor long-term thinkers. Don't let short-term attention distract you from your long-term vision becoming a reality. Chase the big. Let everyone else chase the small." So, what I believe, and the reason why I didn't want to go—I mean, like we had going an LOI, any bit of enterprise value, blah, blah, blah. P.E., and I'm, we're cutting with very broad brushstrokes here. private equity. Private equity. What they do is they do investments, and they
0: have a very short timeline. So they you want can, to Wait, bu- hold on. So they are the GP, Craig, right? So they are the yeah. general partners in the deal, right. and they have well, limited partners typically that they have to respond to, right?
1: Sure, sure. That That's a good detail, but I want to keep it just really high level, and let's, okay. let's leave the industry vernacular out for a second so we can distill it down. P.E. Okay. in general- will buy a company, whether it's your flooring company or your dental practice or your paint store or whatever else, they they are interested in improving profitability and then making an arbitrage on the multiple they bought you and the multiple on the open market. So what does that mean in very simple English? Um, what has happened in dentistry by and large is that a single practice is worth X multiple blank times earnings. Like, let's call it six times your earnings. So you yeah, earn one hundred six. But okay. well, whatever. Well, I'm just using examples. But then, the banking system and the private equity world has a common understanding that when you take multiple practices that were all bought at X doll X times multiple and aggregate them together. So let's just say you have shitty seven shitty practices. One of them is worth X dollars, but suddenly by lumping them all together and saying that you have a DSO or a platform, now the market has agreed that that conglomerate geographically diversified aggregate. aggregate of those seven practices per unit is worth more. Right, so and the, the market, arbitrage that buy is the for, arbitrage.
0: Buy it for so, a million, and now immediately right. inside the ecosystem, it's worth three million. Right,
1: so therefore, money chases this, and when more right. money, just like NFTs and 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 uh, everything else and, and crypto, when money is chasing something, the system tends to get more valuable. So what is happening and where dentistry stands in the crosshairs of an existential threat is that when money has decided that dentistry is um, the new darling of Wall Street. They're going to try to buy up all the dental practices and push them all together and con- and and uh, consolidate them as we've seen with dermatology and other things. The issue is that it's not necessarily good for dentistry. PE is private equity is not usually good for the industries they get into. So what do I mean by that? Let me just unpack this and then I'm gonna hand, the, hand it over to you. When you have everything, and I want to talk about that Project with David quote. When you and I are making decisions or we're advising our masterminders, we're always advising them for a long haul. What's a good thing for five to seven years? You know, like the Christmas bonuses we talked about yesterday. If you're planning on selling your company in six months, you're probably going to treat it very differently than if yeah. you're probably t- expanding it. So, private equity, by virtue of their investment timeline, they get money, they have to deploy money. If they don't deploy money, they get penalized. And they are planning on exiting that company, typically within what, Peter? I don't want to misspeak. Three S- to
0: five, three, out, three to six.
1: The typically, timeline private of, of, of timeline of, of from of buying
0: to getting out on a PE. Right. To having PE. another liquidity event. So right, right, right. Liquidity event is right. So having cash S- selling it. transferred on to someone, selling it to someone. So, is, like, is what? Right. Three to five years, right? It's I think it's an under... Three would be fast. Five is kind of the general understanding of something called a... It's a recap, a recap. Right, so for the sake of the listener (laughs) as to sell it. So
1: what happens is you don't really care as much. You have investor pressure now. Because investors mm-hmm. are like, hey, what's going on? Why do we have a slow week? Why do we have a slow day? Why are we buying a CBCT? Why are you paying Christmas bonus? It's a different thing as most of us. Because business all that under- reduces EBITDA, Craig. It reduces right? your profit. What you're saying. But yes. we do know that if you ha- if you plan on building an iconic business, you don't really think about what happens next week. Your your eye is on how do I grow? How do I scale? How do I do this? What's it going to look like in five years? So there's an investor disconnect between what the PE company, the private equity company wants to do, and maybe what the individual investor wants to do. And so what they do is when they give you the money for your practice and they have the whole back of the second bite, you are at their whim of what they wish to do. And if they think they need to fire your, your patty, the director of operations, because they have their own patty, and they say, diagnostic wax-ups, why do you need that? And by the way, no more this aligner company. you got to use this one. And no more cotton rolls and blah, 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 blah. They're going to make your company a lot more profitable by doing that, right. but short term. At what expense? Right. At what expense? So what ideally would happen is they'd take your company, they'd buy it they'd increase profit by squeezing the margins firing all the superfluous people that they feel, feel are th- superfluous recapitalizing or reselling it making a shit ton of money they're out and then you're there at 5 years in one day maybe and your practice is decimated um i and i i
0: believe that's the existential threat to dentistry i would i would 100% agree right and then and so what you and I, I have time in and say hey so- I yeah, sold so, my practice and they made it much better. The patients much were better. better the team much were better. Maybe I'd love to hear some because Yes, if that right, exists, that Peter, please exist. come. Wait,
1: I just want to make a specific call out. If that exists, because it might exist, please comment below. But what I mean, what we mean by better, it doesn't mean that your life got better, meaning like you were super frustrated yeah, by owning you. the business and now you're out of it. I'm saying quantitatively, the practice got better. The care, was care better. Got the, better team, the team got better. The team was better. Right. Yes. Right. And that's what doesn't exist. And if I it does, love I'd love to grow to. on that. Honestly, Craig, I really, yeah, me it. too. Because then we yeah. could sleep at night.
0: So, so what I've learned, let me going back. Are you done? I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: I am ready. done, Can but I you? just wanted to, I just wanted to talk. I think that's about, a great,
0: I'm glad you stopped in, and cause I, you're right. I tend, I tend to go granular and cause I get excited about like, but that's the why. Because at the end of the day you were going through
1: a business calculation frankly speaking if your practice is worth 30 and they give you 15 up front and the other 15 you're rolling and you really don't care and you hate your business that might not be a bad thing for you right that's and true. i think most of us dentists not even dentists but i'm gonna go back to another level most business owners the reason why they sell is they hate their business right. and a lot of business owners is like okay i gotta sell this thing so let me get it working properly before i bring it to market they
0: get it working properly and like, why the hell would I ever want to sell this? Right. It's that's the built that's the built to sell book. Exactly. Right. What it is. And it's funny, we dentists, I always say this in the summit. We make these draconian moves, like I'm burnt out, I'm overwhelmed, I'm this and that. Yeah, and the they other, just need to take a up pendulum, two days a week. Yeah. And then they just smash the pendulum yeah. the other way. And it's like, I'm yeah. selling. And then they sell, right? As opposed to yeah. like just just finding some balance. But um And then anyway, they wind up being unfulfilled. So we we swing the pendulum so far now in like And you life, sold, sold the good golden goose. Yeah. So let me go back to my, my story okay, please a go bit, down. right yeah, so we're go talking ahead. about right so i think people get um what's funny is lois and term sheets are designed to if you've gotten one and you're listening to this they are designed to make you romantic about the amount of money that you're going to get right all you see is the top line number you don't see how it's divvied up um and a lot of times it's, it's not in your benefit, right? When there's things in terms and pref, PREF stock here and PREF A and PREF D and common, it's all meant to confuse so, that, so that, you, that your stock is not worth as much. And unlike selling your practice on the private market, Craig, meaning if you go to a broker and you're saying, hey, I want to sell my practice, typically you sell the practice for, let's just call it 85% of top line revenue. You hand over the keys and you walk away. In a private equity situation, you are actually selling. You are you are more than likely going to have to stay on for the entire term. Yeah, five of years. That recap, which was like you said, the five cap five year cap. So if someone and is also to let me sell, just unpack, let me just also unpack that. So you're going
1: to stay on for five years, and you're going to have clawbacks. Right. So if your practice does five hundred thousand dollars in profit per year. They give you half the money up front and half is half is over five years. If the practice starts going down, and let's say it goes down not because of something you did, but they fire Sally and they change the, they change the compensation models that you've created. Like let's say you've created the bulletproof hygiene compensation models where you have hygienists being incentivized on their production. If they fire those people and this practice starts going down, you're the one that's going to pay for it. So imagine like watching them just take your sailboat. That's called a clawback. Yeah, but th- but they're directing the direction of the ship. So it's like if we crash your ship, you are paying for it, right? Here, yeah, let me yeah, take the wheel exactly. Which is I'm why, gonna, here. Step aside, captain. I got the ship now. We're going but to. If slowly, I crash into the rocks,
0: right? It's, that, it's that, your it's ship. going to cost you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, we have no shared culpability. I mean, we're incented not to crash the ship, but we, because we went to Harvard and we have these proprietary systems at our PE firm, how to, you know, how to really run this company better than you do. Right, Right. You know. Uh, That that's the problem. And I think, though, you know, we're speaking to we're We're speaking in general terms. There are people there, Peter, out in our listening audience that are so freaking fed up with their businesses. It's consuming them. You and I have had miserable days and months and years where we hated our businesses, Peter. We were suffocated by them. We couldn't see our way through. You know, um, like you, like saying, like if I do another, you know, veneer case, I'm gonna freak out. And like, and then it was just a simple thing, like, hey, let's stop, stop clinical, and now you start liking it again. And then something else comes up. So I think it's really important to to point or out reduce it, clinical or, right.
0: or take more vacation
1: or right. something, but right. not these. I, I, moves. Right, I'd say some of the people that have sold their practices, what or they really probably system. needed. Well, yeah, a personal assistant. But maybe what they needed was three week vac- a three-week vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, the, you know, we have this need to be consistent with what we believe. So when you believe you hate your practice and you really have convinced yourself, it can drive you to make a draconian move. Or if you sold your practice, you can be driven to think it's it's what you want. I mean, the strongest force in the human personality is the need to stay consistent with how we define ourselves. So and once you start saying I am burnt out, and that is your dialogue, and how many of our masterminders and people we're in, I am yeah. burnt out. They cut, they feed it to everyone, and they get like a mailer, and I won't mention the name, but the you mailers get, but you've
0: that, mentioned the name before, so
1: don't right? But it. like, look at like the the mailers that go out. It shows a guy in scrubs, and then half of him's dressed as scrubs, and half is him fishing. Do you hate your practice? Do you hate?
0: Do you hate this all? Don't you want to spend more time fishing? By the so way that that company is pivoting from that model cuz it didn't work so well where when you hand over the keys and you buy someone's practice and then you just take Yeah, a let, me let me buy your problem. Let me buy your problem. They are pivoting into the same private equity model as as what we've seen is where you're you you need to retain you need to stay on. But sometimes failures. I think what I'm trying to say to Peter and maybe
1: I'm having trouble saying it is the marketing can actually convince you you're burnt out too. You can actually like your job and like being a dentist. You get enough of those mailers. Like, don't you want to spend more time fishing? Life is moving fast. You know, what's your exit strategy? What's Don't you want to take some chips off
0: the table? that's we the all most get famous fed one. up, Craig. And and we and then you think you're helpless, you're drowning, you've been treading right. water for right. it feels like your entire career of doing business and hiring and firing and marketing and and actually learning dentistry and going to CE, you feel like you're just you can't catch a freaking breath. Yeah. And right? And so the only lever that you think is at your availability is, oh, life will be good if I just sell it to someone else and then i will go be able to fish and like i always say in the summits like i encourage you if that's something you want to do go do that for a month go do the corona on the beach sitting there watching the waves for a month you will want to yeah. blow your brains out yeah
1: that's like i so, said with that uh, yeah you just how long you know i want to sell
0: it and get a yacht and drink champagne how long well what do you yeah. mean and oh, how lo- long I love like honestly what you say well i love the quote when you say like look if someone's going to give you a pot of money for your business, you're going to have to take that money and go invest in someone else's business. Right. You yeah. You never exit business. Yeah, yeah. You never exit the business.
1: You, well, you never All exit right. business. Like, so and let, then, let's keep going yeah. with
0: this. Cause, cause this is, is we haven't gotten to the battle cry yet. Call okay. cry. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to interrupt your story. Well, you did. Just kidding. But I just, just wanted kidding. to go. I just wanted to go. No, you're good. It's good. It's good because I, I have a tendency to go to. We uh, didn't discuss the why.
1: Process. The
0: why. The why
1: is the why for doing everything is dentistry needs to be saved. It's a beautiful profession, and most dentists, unfortunately, we've had literally zero uh, time being trained on how to run the business, how to run the team. We get inordinate amounts of training on how to do the craft. And some yeah. of us become exceptionally great at being the actual dentist. And then the other parts we feel like complete failures on. And it causes us to want to throw in, you know, throw the handpiece up, you know, because we don't have the the, the training. So, should we, and, get,
0: should we get professional food testers and bodyguards after this podcast, Craig? Like Elon's going like to need? Like Elon? Yeah, no, I, mean, I don't think they, so. They, don't, is, I'm not... is the PE, PE industry as a whole going to attack us? No,
1: the, listen, the PE is always going to do well. They're always going to do well. And for right. those, I mean, and, and listen, our listeners are a different group. Our li- If you're listening to this podcast, you're curious about getting better. You're like, okay, I have some weak spots in my in my armamentarium. I have some holes. I want to fill those holes. I want to get better. I think those that are never going to listen to this or like get that mail and say, you know what? Talk to their wife. I love doing the actual dentistry, but I hate everything else. And frankly, yeah. I'm not good at it. Okay. What do you want to do, honey? I just want to sell the whole thing. Right, right. And well, Okay. Any of that, you know, and then, and then, I mean, it's, it's fine if that's really where you're at, but if you're on the, if your finger's on the trigger to sell that we're talking to you, because before you do that, there's a, there's a better, there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way. I mean, the same thing for you and me, Pete, Pete and I, in full disclosure, we're going to be taken out by a, a PE firm together you know not long ago it was a, it was a, right. it was it was a for
0: it but then was then you learn but then you learn right like you said it's it's a death of a thousand cuts well you promise you're not going to change anything about the team if anything you're gonna make them better yeah 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 we're gonna make everything better 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 all right keep the <laughs> same labs right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. the same we don't want to change a thing right and then right because like I would never want to put my team my decision I would never want to make a decision from a look to make a liquidity event to put my team at jeopardy makes makes their life worse yeah. only in order to make my life better i would never i wouldn't feel good well about that. yeah no you won't you, have the you, the pillow test you won't be able to sleep at night yeah and so it's always like you know if it's an if, if it's a win for them a triple win for them a triple win for the business the business gets an injection of capital right like then you and that's why you're saying you i always take the call because i'm always optimistic and romantic that there is someone out there that can do this and invariably there is not well yeah. not yet not yet. well right but like you know why there's not yet craig what i discovered is that when everyone i've sat at many of tables many boardrooms and i've looked around and it's like i i am constantly reminded it's like someone puts a big ass um flintstone steak on the table right a giant steak and when everyone at sitting at that table has got to take a bite and eat there's just not enough to go around and right and there's just not enough left for the team or your associates, or things down the way, because guess who has to eat first? The people who are taking the "quote unquote" risk of your practice, yeah. And maybe that's not a good analogy. <laughs> no, like it is. It is I, a good this is analogy. What I discovered but... every time is that when when there is, like we talked about yesterday on the on the pod, we talked about in AI, we talked about the the someone in the middle, someone making money in the, the, friction, the, middle, the friction, the friction, friction, yeah. And that's so where the money's made. It, if so listen, someone is
1: intermediating. Right. And and uh, there are there are making the VIG like. So let me let me just unpack that for a second. There are intermediaries who bring massive value. So let's just of look course. at the let's just look at what the DSO the PE backed DSO brings. It brings lab fees that are like you know for clear aligners that are untouchable for most of us. It right. brings a reimbursement from Aetna or MetLife or PPOs that would blow you away that what they get versus us. Hmm. Healthcare coverage costs, economies of scale, supply costs. They are winning. When you look at what they can provide from a cost standpoint, they will pay less of scale, they will pay less than all of us can pay. So they are bringing that. So in exchange for that, they will tell you they're bringing industry specific knowledge. But the problem is dental practices like we've talked about before are like restaurants. There's Applebee's and there's Morton's and there's the mom and pop. And if you try to make them all into Applebee's, the ones that are high end will be Applebee-fied, you know, it'll be like Chick, Chick-fil-A, you know, whatever. It'll be pulled down, right? Pulled down. And the ones will be pulled up. Right. So so what What? there's an interesting point on, and I'm, I don't want to mention names because I want to be very surgical and I want to be a little bit. I want to be very honest, and I want to be what most people may think is cruel. So I won't mention the different DSOs. There's one DSO that I like to think of like the FUBU of, of DSOs. It's the for us, by us. Hey, we're all dentists. It's great. You know, this is great. And by the way, bring your friends in. We'll pay you a vig on that. Um, and what do they provide outside of that? What back-end support? What type of training? what What way can they make your practice actually better? No way. Like they'll get you 15% off your car insurance is what they'll basically do. They have like no. a group purchasing or no, I'm just saying they won't make your practice better. Right. They will make, they have this cry, this battle cry of like, Hey, we'll all exit together. We'll all make right. more hold money hands together. Let's hold hands. Together. And we'll go to the beach and we'll get drunk together. And it seems really fun. But at the end of the day, it doesn't, you don't make the practices better. When I look at our masterminders, Peter, and we've had, you know, dozens now come through you know, I don't even, we've done mastermind for three uh, years. Yeah, it has been close to three, 90. Yeah, I was going to say almost 100. Each single practice got better. 100, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Every single practice that we worked with got better. So yes, the masterminds, you know, a couple thousand a month. But if you, let me just finish my thought real quick. Sorry. No, because yes, it's a couple grand per month that they paid us. But if you take your practice that you hate, and then in a year after the mastermind, now you like your business and you're making more money. That's invaluable. So we have the ground game to say, Hey, we made all these practices better, but what were we not able to do, Peter? We were not able to get them a $1,000 lab fee for clear aligners. Right. We are not, a, we were not able to get their Aetna reimbursement from 700 per crown mm-hmm. to 900. We're not able to help them with their health insurance. We're not able to you know we 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 can't really help in the same ways we can add same store sales we can grow their practices but we can't help with all that DSO stuff right. so the DSO will save you cost but not make your practice better not make your culture better not make your team want to be there not make your hygienists more productive That's what's frustrating. Sorry. Now you can go ahead.
0: No, that's great. I was saying not only the practice is better, but like, you know, the humans that are running those practices become happier and healthier and more accountable and just they like their life again. And, you know, some people. Right. What's the cost to that?
1: What's the cost to a masterminder literally saying, I want to sell my practice. I'm miserable. I hate it. And one year later, be like, I never want to sell this. I love it. My team's happy. I'm happy. And they're doing they're in their zone. What's that cost?
0: Here's a couple of problems with the industry as it stands, right? In this whole context, we're talking about with, with private equity problem. Number one, I wrote these down as they always want, to have control. As a matter of fact, based on the charter and the GP and the investment, they have to have control of the asset they're buying, meaning control. I mean, when I say control, I mean complete control over hiring, firing, things like that, right? Clinical right. care, they can't really dictate, can't say, hey, use this burr and, and uh, leave some decay. They can't say things like that. Of course right? not. That's still, that's still governed by the boards. But guess what? They always want control and dentists never want to give up control. For fear of what, Greg? The outcomes that to their patients, yeah. their team, and the uncertainty of the things like we talked about, the performance kickers, the clawback. Is this new co gonna be viable that I had to take stock in? Okay. Problem number two is that um fractional or minority investments, um, make the investor, meaning if someone's, if private equity never comes along and says, hey, I'd like to invest 20%, buy 20% of your practice. Problem is, it makes that investor feel vulnerable now because they are not in control. Okay? Right, of course so. so it's either, for them, it's like, hey, it's all or nothing. And, and I've heard them say that it's all, either by 100% of the practice or nothing. And I know there's companies out there that do do different. I'm just kind of speaking general
1: Well, it's what the market things. has come to expect. It's what the market wants. The market has made this theory that if you take a bunch of practices and you aggregate them together and you call it a DSO and you offer some level of platform, poof, it is worth more. And the market will not reward those who like, even if they say, hey, we have fractional ownerships in 15 practices, the market's like, we don't know what to do with that. We don't know how to fix that. So the market
0: drives this. Investors in the market drive this. And then problem 3 is unlike a year ago when it was just when every broker when every when every investment banker for Dennis was just so busy they couldn't see anything things are slowing down and the reason they're slowing down is that there is now a limited money to be made yeah Limited access I mean, to capital. Yeah, exactly. High. The general partners yeah. have an expected return to them by the limited partners. Limited part. So a general partner is someone who runs the fund. Let's call it the. Yeah, you don't have to fund. go. You don't have to. Uh, well, I think it's important. We're educating yeah, we, here, I right? know. And then the limited partners granular. are someone who's like, I'll throw a hundred grand in, right? Yeah. So, but, so the cost of cap, and usually a lot of that is done on leverage, meaning like, Hey, we'll raise a hundred thousand, but we'll also get a bank loan for a hundred thousand and then we'll have right. 200,000. So now the cost of capital has gone up and yeah, like, cheap money so causes
1: frenzies, feeding frenzies is what was what it really is. Yeah, and yeah, now so now it's
0: ten percent. Let's just call right. it ten percent for bridge and mezzanine loans and things that are speculative. So now now you have to expect a higher yield because if bonds are paying four percent, like all right, we, we got sure. that. Yeah,
1: let's get there's. I I get it. I just think right. I get it. There's there's macroeconomic factors, but for the average dentist that's listening to this, this is like it's it's just showing why right. this is You're all right. broke. Yeah. So You're let's right. just because there's there's a major important thing that we're trying to kind of. There's a through line here of what we're really trying to say, and it doesn't really have to do with
0: mark macroeconomics. I know that you you love it, and I love it too. But for well, the abs- it drives a lot. But you're actually right. It's, yeah. it's it's diverting. It's, it's I am diverting us from the from the call.
1: Right. Yeah. And the cause. The cause is that we're we're under an existential threat because when the the market will correct and the rates will go down again, and this feeding frenzy that as you're talking about will resume. And when you look at veterinary and you look at dermatology, they're both like 80, 90% consolidated. That's the future of dentistry. We're going to get rolled up. We're going to get rolled at every single practice, I believe, will be rolled up. And you and I have been sitting here thinking like eventually there'll be a great DSO. And as long as the market runs things, money, you know, follow the money. Food, look at what's happening with food. You know, food is industrialized and processed and pharma and everything. I mean, there's the free enterprises being big companies win. Look at what happened through the CARES Act and the pandemic. Big companies got more money. So it, the, the speeding up of large companies is, is ha- the velocity of acquisition and roll up and everything's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's happening can I take a stab at what a model that I think would work that I think sure that, that, that and that I'd love to crowdsource it too so this is going to be an interesting thing I want people to hear what you like what I like and what their wish list would be because I think it'd be interesting
0: well I think too also it's was important to point out that like I said we've been talking about this forever talking about something complaining about something and then not taking action is like almost not it's not helpful no, so it's it finally feels, decided it feels, to take action, but I think Craig, like saying, like Craig, let's pop, let's 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 crowdsource it to the audience and see something that would work. So I have I'm going to spitball an idea here, Craig, yeah. and I want you to poke holes in it and and then I want to make kind of a, a you know. Well, before you get to the granular, what would
1: it fix? So what do you think the pain points? I maybe you were just about to go there, yeah, but okay, I want yeah. you to go why? What would it Give fix? me the why. What does it fix? Who are you talking to? What's I think
0: the... dentistry, I'm tired of practicing alone, right? So now you can join something with someone, right? Whether it's, you know, kind of like our mastermind does, right? They, they, dentistry is lonely. So now it would fix some dentistry is lonely. I have a team. I have a squad. I have people that are, that are, um, I'm on a team. Okay. OK, it would also fix this event would also take some chips off the table, like you've talked about, like having a liquidity event is helpful sometimes and and the cost. So there's the time value of money. If, let's say you're in your 40s and if you could have a partial liquidity event, not selling your practice, but a partial liquidity event where you could take some of the ownership of your practice, sell it, stay in control. Nothing changes internally now, now and then invest that money, the time value of money would make it far, 10 times more valuable, five times more valuable than if you sold that when you were 65.
1: Right, and also now you don't have concentration. So
0: for most of us,
1: you and me included, our practices are the largest percentage of our nest egg without any second. I mean, the next thing is, is a distant second. You know, and if you really think of the practices and then you thought your real estate was a distant second, they're all tied to the same practice. So you have to lump that into one. So what you're saying is, is taking somebody and and giving them a liquidity event and having them invest that in a different platform that's diverse from dentistry and having it grow into a money machine. That would be cool. And by the way, I want to clarify like lonely. Lonely doesn't mean like, hey, I need someone to talk to. It's like, hey, I don't know how to fucking do this. Who's done this before?
0: So it's like a think tank, like what we do in the mastermind. Well, that's the true growth that you're talking right. about. Like, right, you would want someone who is a strategic partner who can help you get better systems, better processes, better applications, know how to grow practices, right? And in the entrepreneurial phase, because you yourself, you get, you get into, like, how many times, Craig, have you been in what we call blue ocean, where you haven't been there before, you haven't made these decisions yeah. before, you don't know what you're doing. And right. so you seek the advice of mentors to say, hey, you've crossed this ocean before, of course, big blue of course. ocean. Can you show me the way? Can, can you? Show yeah, that's the way? how.
1: That's how. That's how I've learned everything. I just never had that in dentistry. But all my friends are the ones that have taught me how to. You know, without without my buddy John, who's, it's his birthday today, uh, coincidentally, I would not be where I am today without any doubt. Without you, you know, look at how we've helped each other. Right. You know, there's so many examples of that with with us. So yes, the massive value and fulfillment and economics just being in the right circle. Right. So I think the lonely is not as as descriptive. Okay. I, I and I do. I it is a loneliness, but it's not superficial. Like, is it lonely? Like, yeah, no. It's like, no. Are you in the wrong crowd? I mean, look, if you're if you're just saying, hey, I freaking hate everything about my business. I have no fire in my belly. I literally want out. I don't think you're talking to that person, Peter, right now. Is all I'm trying to say. I'm trying to clarify your 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 audience of who you're talking to. That guy, take one of the seventy-four mailers you've gotten and call them like tomorrow. But for those that are like, I just I'm I'm cre- I want to create something different, so I don't want to steal this because I want to make sure that you're you're following your own train of thought. I just want to clarify your points because I know I know because we've talked so much. Um, so go ahead. So a liquidity event, partial and you know investing yeah, time, I mean- value of money, massive
0: yeah the, and the the enterprise value increase right like if you're partnered with something if you're loosely holding hands if you're looking like you have the same systems and operations right the enterprise value kind of like we talked about the aggregation makes your ecosystem worth more right yeah so so, so so
1: what do I you think do you're so you that asking,
0: without losing control and giving and selling all the equity of your practice well it's, also it's like been, i think has been the big rub well also let's ta- let's break it down let's just say that you know, seven years ago,
1: when my practice wasn't really, you know, maybe eight or nine years ago, I'll even go back. It wasn't running really well. It was, it was, it was very low level of profitability. If you would have come in, maybe you and a couple of my mentors would have come in and said, we're going to take, I'm just using a random number, 30% investment in your practice right now. Okay. And I sold you that 30%. Right now, just judging on what the last nine years have been, my 70 percent would have been worth three times what it was you know so so the 30 percent you i that i sold out that 30 percent would have been nothing because my 70 percent would have am i am i making help me help me say what i'm trying to say i'm saying that my i'd rather have a limited interest in something that quadruples Right. Than a hundred percent of something that doesn't move. Right. So that's what's happened in my practice. You're my making your your medicine. My a profitability. Bigger. Yeah, yeah. My profitability of the last nine years has gone up by sixfold, fivefold, five times. So who cares? But and if I would have had the right people, fortunately, they were just friends like you and John and my buddy Randy and just different p- things I've learned. A lot of it's my own work. Seventy percent is my own work, but thirty percent was them. So and then imagine adding on to that, Peter, cost savings, healthcare, care, um, you know, clear aligner fees, uh, DSO level discounts on my practice supplies. I don't have any of that. I just had to grow my own scale, you know, right. but imagine if you layered that in, what would the real return be?
0: Because we're just talking about like top line growth. Yeah. Yeah, procurement deals, deals on insurance supplies, SaaS right. products, Invisalign, you know, you get bigger volume. Uh, you get bigger reimbursements, volume. Peter? Reimbur- yeah. Um, so that's what I think the traditional DSOs are good to at. Me, just to me, I, I think it always lies with control, me personally, right? Well, well that's because you you it's your have... profile. Well, right. But I think when you don't have control, you worry. And and it creates a different set of worries versus, is my new patient's going to be a lot this year? When you don't have control of it, all of a sudden is, are my team going to be okay? How's my patient care? Am I going to be okay? Was that enough money? Yeah, right. we yeah, but, but, that So let me right. give a model but that, That's right? just because one. I feel yeah. like there's a, 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 and I would, I, I went to, like you said, we're crowdsourcing this. I'm going to spitball something that I think would be Please. wise for Bulletproof to say, let's do this and invest in people's practice where everybody wins always back to the triple win where everyone wins. Because the thing that I think is interesting, Craig, is that there's a, the, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, every exchange, right? We talk about that intermediation. The private equity is never necessary in a transaction. It's just that they got more sophisticated about doing things together and rolling things up and acting as the intermediary. Right. And now we've inserted them in this industry that we always had buyers and sellers. Right. But
1: but, but just so you know, Peter, it's not just DSO private equity. It's like when you have Zillow, why do you need to call that real estate agent? Like we did yesterday in the like, why all these services, these ancillary intermediaries that make money through friction? If the private equity company actually made your company better, again, I'm I'm reiterating to the audience, if you have sold or know somebody intimately that sold their practice and it got better, please let us know. I'd love I and like you said, Peter, I want to be wrong. Yeah, I I want to. I I, I want. Oh, good. There's one out there. So keep going. All right,
0: keep going. So let me let me give a a hypothetical. Let's hear it. So. So Brian Cleo, who you and I have, have had speak at the summit, right? He, he does pretty much his whole business is formation of DSOs,
1: right? You right? need a and DSO ask,
0: because yeah, yeah. And you ask him why, and he says, well, when you're a dentist and you don't have it, your, your marketplace is the dentist, right? You can sell from a dentist to dentist. He said, but when we form you a DSO or a management company, your marketplace is the world. Which may or may not be true. I don't, you know, I mean, I mean, I guess technically because it's not the clinical aspect of dentistry. So there I do have a management company, Craig, internally to serve some of that purpose, not for the standpoint of trying to, to create value, but it is a savings funds for our partners in practice, right? We, we take a percentage of top line revenue and we put it in our management fund every month, okay? Right. That, when you look at my EBITDA or NET, the the amount of money that goes in that fund because it has no expenses, Craig, is pure profit. It is pure EBITDA because it has no expenses. Okay. So th- so we have Atlanta Dental Spa management company and Atlanta Dental Spa. Okay. Okay. So here here's where I'm going, and, but guess what? Yeah, the well, management company has no say into what the practice, the clinical practice can do, the employees, all the things, right? So it doesn't give any that. control. It's just, okay. I'm, I'm just drawing some, con- I know people. Yeah, are I, was good. With- I,
1: I just wanted to, I'm, I'm anxious for you to tell me that the concepts. Okay. Sorry. So I just, you know, cause I want to, I want to know the so value. So in to-
0: this BP model, and again, we are crowdsourcing. Right. This is what I thought could be done.
1: Because and that, by the yeah. way, this conversation has bounced between us for, like you said, five, six years. Yeah. And I, we've, we've, I, and, and literally I've gone to, I want to say one other thing too. I've gone to people who like, you know, advisors in the dental space. And I'm like, does this thing exist that has this, 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 and this? And they said, no. I'm like, well, don't you think it should? Yes. Can you do it? Can I do it? We'll help you. If you can do it, we'll help you. But it's like, it's like, imagine like pre Uber. Don't you think taxis are dirty? Don't you think that you should be able to have a gig worker that can come up in their new car and pick you up with GPS and know exactly where you are and have safety? It's like an idea of that magnitude that just like, duh, it needs to exist. So, so
0: tell us what needs to exist. I want to hear. So here's 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 the example, right? I'm gonna walk Please. you through it. All right. So Dr. Smith, he's got a great practice. Right. He's hungry for growth. He wants to expand his revenues. And we talked about that blue ocean, possibly locations. Um, He knows what he wants, but he's really uncertain how to get there, Greg. Um, And, you know, like, like we've always said, like school doesn't prepare you for that. Woefully ill-prepared for business, the business of dentistry. So let's take Dr. Smith's practice. It's about a $1.2 million practice. Gross. Gross. Well, his top line, he collects, collects gross collections are as 1.2 a year, okay? yep. which would be $100,000 a month. Right. I'm okay. following you. All right. So in this model, let's just say there was a management company set up and it said, Hey, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to set up a management company and put 8% of the revenues of top line every month into this bucket. Okay. Okay. In, into, into Dr. Smith management company, LLC. Okay. So. Eight percent of a hundred thousand is eight thousand dollars, right? Yeah. Again, Peter, I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry to harass you, and don't don't get mad at me. But we've gone down to the very, very tactical, and I want to know who you why. I know you're going through the process. I'm I'm following all of it. You know, eight percent. What is what is it fixing? What is like? Just I want to get into this part.
0: Well, I just we, want to know. It's fixing, you asked me this earlier. So it's fixing some of the problems of the loneliness, liquidity event, finding some a partner to help you grow, increasing your equity value, getting deals on procurement, okay. and remaining you in control of your practice. Okay. So it's fixing seven things.
1: Okay, got it. Okay, I just wanted to make sure we we hit all those want things. Want going to do it all again? Right. Uh well, I'll, No, but I'll, when, when I listen to this podcast later, I'll pause that and I'll write each one down. I'll say right. things. Okay, so go ahead. So 8% of your top
0: line goes uh, into the management fee. 8% of your top line, which is, so $8,000 goes into the bucket of Dr. Smith Management Company per month. LLC. Yep. Per month, right? Yep. Without, fail, without fail, without fail. Hypothetically, if there was someone who could invest into that cash flow, from a top line perspective. So let's say you said, all right, I have Dr. Smith. I don't wanna sell my practice. I'm gonna leave the practice equity alone. I wanna keep my practice, but I want someone to help partner with me who's gonna be aligned with me to raise the top line revenue through whatever means necessary, meaning- Oh yeah, we know how to do that, Peter. Efficiencies in the practice, Right. right? S- more dentistry enrolled better clinical stuff basically the bulletproof pathway all the things, thing right? Yeah. grow that top Hygiene. line, from, however from one to three to five right sure but be incented all the way along because you're truly partners you're in you're in a you're in a you're in a um, alliance you're in a bull. you're in a bulletproof alliance with other dentists okay right <clears throat> okay so now so, and, so, and plus so if, sorry to add on do
1: you sorry to cut you here but do we also then provide all the procurement service
0: savings and stuff like that as well it's 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 uh it would be great and there will be benefits from an aggregation that sounds because it's an easy it's a phone call but there's not a promise or an expectation because right you cuz you've already had you're having a liquidity event and that's the exchange. You're, the primary thing is you're having some money. But yes, there will be benefit because it would benefit everybody, meaning it would benefit your practice, Craig, it would benefit Peter Bolden's practice, it would benefit the person I Dr. Smith I'm talking about. So when you're all aligned and rowing and everyone gets to win by the efforts of the other, that is a true alliance and that's what I think is is absent. Okay. I agree. So let me, agree. let me continue just kid, And then I'm almost done because it's really easy. So now you have a, now you have a, now you have a company, an LLC, Dr. Smith management company, LLC, and guess what? It makes $8,000 a month, free cash flow, right? So, and you're saying, Hey, I'm Dr. Smith, I, I, I keep my practice. I actually have a management company now, but I only want to sell probably half of that management company because I want to see some of that savings account go into my own savings account, but I'm willing to sell you half of that bucket. So, hey, Bulletproof or investor, whoever, Pete and Craig, Dwight and whoever, whoever, right? I don't, I'm just saying, I've got $4,000 worth of free cash flow. I want you to help raise this bucket. Do you want to buy that cash flow hmm. of $4,000? You're going to be a 50% owner in the company, Dr. Smith, LLC, Dr. Smith Management, LLC. And you're gonna and and honestly, we're both incented because I have fifty percent, you have fifty percent. Let's 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 work together to raise that top line, for the the rights to buy this. Well, the rights um, to the profit. I'm a li- I know getting like, a little it's lost. Not ex- <laughs> it's not. It's so easy. Yeah, right? I hear okay. you. I I hear you. I hear Hold you. Hold on. Just, okay, yeah. we're spitballing. But let me just finish, and then, and then I'll shut up. I promise. Okay. For the rights to buy this, right? So that would be on annual. That would be on annum. Four times twelve would be forty-eight thousand dollars, right? So, hey, Doc, how about here's two hundred thousand dollars for the rights in perpetuity for that something because that would be a four X or a five X, whatever it may be. That is a way. That is something that I have have, have toyed around with Craig for a long time because no, I and the I hear you. Company would have no expenses. It's net money that is shared. You have a, a partial fund of buckets that you can you can have a liquidity event without selling any of your practice. Right. Um, No, I I hear you. And I I
1: think and I love it. And it's and it's okay. It's very it's very it's not surprising that Peter Bolden would come up with this because Peter Bolden's (laughs) pain points are control and other things. So what I'm speaking to is that there's a there's a larger and again, we need comments here. We need we need some comments on this stuff. So please if you're if you can sign into youtube and drop some comments on what well at the timestamps of what we're do, we're talking about here but for others you know that you're talking about this 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 doctor smith who maybe wants to grow his existing location or grow other locations there's other people that their practices are in in they're good people they're good doctors we would r- really like them we like their values and the way they they operate but they just don't know what they're doing and they're getting their ass kicked right. and they actually probably don't want 20% they probably want like Sixty percent sold, you know. Sixty percent, like eh, I'm confident, I'm willing to work, but I, I just, I really want to exit. And but they can actually be saved and make their practices better, but they may want a larger liquidity event. And I, my, okay. my concern yeah. is that does this, does this model that's so granular and specific work for everyone? My, what I would want to create is provide the seven value propositions to all people. I shouldn't say all people. All a larger sample size, because if it well, is like I just hate my practice. I absolutely hate it. My okay. wrist is hurting. I can't work. You know who to call. But who
0: do you, who do you call if you're all the other people that want to keep growing? I guess my battle cry is this, Craig. You and I have talked about this. And, sure. And I was just I was just hypothesizing with a scenario that I think would work. And you're right. Is it would it be for everyone? No. But but
1: if if we could the if the you day, did you build and I, if you built an, an algorithm have,
0: that could. Hold on. You and I, here's the battle cry. You and I or have actively been talking about making investments in practices, either buying them together or things like that. Right. And then, and then we, and we were also really in full dis- in,
1: in full disclosure, Peter, you were going to announce like we both wanted to announce on the podcast. Hey, if there's someone in Georgia or someone in Florida, let us know. And then right. it was it was a conversation like, hey, Peter, look at what we do with the mastermind. Like I had a conversation, someone who wanted to join the mastermind recently. And it's like, you know, it's a lot of money, you know, whatever it was. I don't know. It's like two or three grand a month. I don't even know exactly. But I was like, listen, if this was 200 grand, or I actually said specifically, if this was 150, it would be worth it for you. Because at the end of the day, for those that are willing to do the work. Your your practice will grow by such a large percentage through the mastermind that the amount of money that you're paying me is is incom- incomprehensible, incomprehensibly small. So when I when I go to buy a house and I see it on Zillow and I love it and I drive by, the only thing that that real estate agent might have to do is open the door for me, and let me into it. I may never speak to them again, and they get three or four percent of that entire house. For just literally having the listing and opening the door it's not a good exchange so what i'm saying is that there's there has to be a a method where we can use what we've learned how to grow these practices and help people put their own money back in their pocket and save costs as well so what i'm asking as like a call to action is if you have ideas of what you'd like to see and again, I think the grand example you gave is really powerful. It's good. But there might, I would rather hear what people want because you and I are trying to solve this problem for such a large swath of the industry. Everybody's got their own pain point. The Peter Bolden's out there want to you know, make sure they have control. The, the Craig Spodak's out there want the team to feel better and make more profit. And so it's just such a multivariate you know, thing. So, so m- my question is, what, wh- where can we direct people? Do we have, can we build a, something to direct no, people well, for this
0: maybe. call? I mean, maybe building a Bulletproof Alliance or something like that. But I think in, in, in the interim, like email us at, it's actually printed on this YouTube thing, info at Bulletproof Dental Practice, which, which that email goes to both of us. Um, and you know, it so says,
1: like, it's basically what, it's who you are, what your practice is, what's your pain point, what you, what you, is that a, it's what your what your pain And would we potentially point? invest in
0: that practice, Greg?
1: Yeah. I mean, let's just, I mean, it depends on the person. If, if the per like, listen, working with great people is fun working with people that we don't really get along with is, is drudgery, but the right person who's like, I'm, I'm just at a, I'm stuck and I don't know my next steps. It's basically the same person that would be great in the mastermind. And then we, we look at the bones and see what's going on. And then it's a partnership opportunity. Why not? Yeah. Cause I know I know in my core, and I know you do too, like even when I said, I know this is kind of getting a little bit, this gave you sweaty back. But when I said what I said to Chris Ramsey, by the way, I could double your practice in a year. Peter, I wasn't joking. I really wasn't. I know. And I don't mean that disrespectful. Chris is my buddy. I could take that practice and make it twice as profitable that simple hand, like pencils down when I could. And, and and I would, if they, if, if that type of practice wanted to do that, I would do it with them provided that they were really willing to do to grow. But if that's their pain, they never said they wanted to grow. So it's fine. But I I would be willing to do that. I know you would too with the right person. So it's, what's your pain point? What do you, what's, what would you like to create in three years? Mm -hmm. And how do you think this could help you. If you had a wish list, what would it be? What would it, what does it look like? And it may be some people are like, I really want 80% of my practice to be bought out. I want to keep some of it because I want to go for the ride, yeah. but
0: I'm risk averse. Or I really like Bolden's idea. That was a pretty, that a pretty neat right. thing there. <laughs> right, right. But in order to have like a one size fits
1: all solution, it would be cool to be able to craft it. And then the crowd will tell you, I like Bolden's or I really rather have like 60% sold because I really am just risk averse.
0: I think I mean, Dennis creating are creating alignment, Craig, like look, right. uh, truly holding hands in some financial capacity i think yeah. right and and it's and it's it's um, a next step above the
1: mastermind a mastermind correct it's like masterminds cool you're helping me get on my get it, and i'm
0: good i did one you're or two years i'm out my team and my right. hygiene and, and the whole thing and then right. right it's probably the next step it's the next of, step up um, of involvement instead of like you know it's just we, we had this conversation like instead of putting your money in like the stock market and the spy like i would way rather invest oh in yeah my, colleagues and the teams and practices but you and i know this
1: you know what you and i know this business and we have a hundred ninety some odd uh masterminders that we all made their practices better we take their income before and we take their income after we know what we've done so it's not like we're sitting here saying like oh we can open up ice cream shops and ice cream (laughs) you know we don't we know it's like most hygienists are underproducing most di- most doctors are under diagnosing, under enrolling. The bonus systems that they build are problematic. The supply costs
0: are problematic. I mean, this is just like, duh. This right. is what we do. Well, stay in your lane, right? It's a very uh, yeah. Very good in your Every lane. time I get diverted and I get a painful lesson, that like, yeah,
1: like oh, when God. you and I have podcasts on real estate. By the way, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, but we not you know. I mean, we're you and I are amateur real estate people. Right. We but, have but decent experts port. in dentistry. We are experts in dentistry. All things dental, Peter. All of it. Yes. Yeah.
0: All of it. So I don't know. I'm glad. I'm glad we did this, Pada. I know you said, look, let's just get on. I know it was very, it was almost spontaneous. Look, we did two long ones yesterday. We we're having a good cadence here, bud. And today you're like, dude, yeah. let's just get on and spitball and like let's hear people, let's talk, let's create dialogue around like what it would look like for people. Yeah. And I was like, Really? We can do that. And you're like, Yeah. they're Our friends. They're the people we know. Yeah. They're our colleagues yeah so it is a
1: it is a call to the industry it is in my opinion the most important podcast we've ever done because it's it fixes the existential threat um and the fact that you and i are you know opening it up to the to the audience i think is uh is a powerful step i mean i i i want to hear i hope that it's received um i know i know i've had like a dozen or so masterminders say hey if you ever figure out how to fix this thing let right. me know. I want to be
0: involved. You ever do a bulletproof DSO? I'm mean, going to hit. And there's yeah. such a negative connotation with the the, the the three word, three letters DSO, unfortunately. Remember yeah, we because that, the, we that crowd? We crowdsourced that on social media and it was like, what's your, is, do you have a positive take on the word DSO or negative? And it was overwhelmingly negative. Like, well, is it, is it positive or negative to you?
1: Like when you think of the negative, not ne- yours. Yeah, shit.
0: Ne- it's oh, okay. super negative to me. Yeah, it's super negative. You're super right. negative. You're right. You know. Oh, that's Which just why now of. it's changed to a DPO, and you hear DPO and all these little fancy names. It's like, oh, it's it's all the same thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. So anyway, <laughs> exactly. but Alliance is not Craig.
1: Anyway, but that yeah. Was I fun. mean, well, that I fun. mean, the, listen, the branding is is obviously different, but the intention of what it would be, there's nothing like it. And right. I and honestly, I hope it, what would be also a cool uh, outcome from this is that someone else hears this. Right. And fixes it the same way we're trying to fix it. Like, this is like, we don't care about losing this battle. We want to win the war. We want, we want someone to do this better and there's no one doing it. No one's doing it better, but we are going to have somebody on the podcast coming up soon. That's going to be interesting. Someone who sold and, um, compelling story. So I don't want to steal that fire, but, um, he's happy because he couldn't see his way through, but I'm going to hit him with this hard question of like, how about if you would have had this Alliance thing, how would that have been?
0: Yeah damn it i should have done that should have done that <laughs> yeah. it, you're, you're going to create a, you're going to create like oh well misgivings about decisions for all people. good we should always uh we should always look in the rearview
1: mirror and try to do it better
0: all right bud cool, man. It for thanks everybody. for that and we are yeah guess what i'm putting some music on yeah <laughs> oh, rock go, and roll <laughs> <laughs> see you guys next time take care everybody thanks pete